and welcome to another episode of Life Stories Markham. Life Stories is a channel devoted to providing our audience with a deeper understanding of the individual behind the public persona. I'm your host, Michael Heap, and I'm joined by the world-famous Neelash Hathi as my co-host in the control room. And on this channel, Neelash and I will delve into the life story of Markham residents who are known in their field of work or by their passion. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on our podcast, we would ask you to please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. In this episode, we are pleased to be joined by Lauren Whistlekey, hope I got that right, and Shane Conings. Lauren and Shane are fellow curlers at Unionville Curling Club. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's great to have you guys. So, uh, we're going to be, uh, I'm trying to understand a little bit about you as individuals, but we'll start with curling, because um, you guys have done a lot in the curling world, but let's take you back to when it all started. So, how did you both get involved in curling to begin with? Um, Shane, I'll ask you to, uh, sorry, Shane, I'll ask you to start, please. Uh, uh, so we both actually kind of have a similar story to this. We both got introduced to it during uh, elementary school. Um, for me, it was my, I believe it was grade six. Uh, my gym teacher took us out to just curl for a week every day in gym, and I picked up on it pretty quick. I played hockey growing up all my life, so being on the ice was what I loved to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there was another uh, gentleman there, Don Wilkin, who was a coach at the time helping us teaching us how to curl, and he was looking for another Bantam uh, boy to join his team that he had three guys for. So I jumped on with that and did pretty well and stuck with it ever since. <laughs> right, excellent. Lauren? Um, I started a little bit younger. I was, we were in grade two, and grade two. our teacher took us for electives, um, and curling was one of the options, and that was something all my friends were doing, all their parents curled. Um, so I just tagged along for the elective and ended up going to, they also curled in like a Little Rock program um, in the Nobleton Arena. So it was on like hockey arena ice. We had wow. to pull the, rock, the Little Rocks out on our own. We carried them out every week. Um, and then, yeah, so never really stopped after that. Been curling wow. ever since, yeah. Now was it a case for you, Lauren, where when you stepped on the ice to curl, it just felt right? It felt normal or did it take a little while to get into it? Um, I think it must have just felt right because <laughs> yeah, I kept going back. Um, I got like involved in bond spiels and we did the elementary like Timbits um, program right away too. So kind of got right into being competitive with it like immediately. So uh, yeah, it got the competitiveness going right away and yeah, it was just lots of fun. Got to hang out with friends. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was fun. Okay, excellent. And uh, so what town, Shane, were you, was that in? Uh, so that was actually in Palmerston, but I grew up in Gownstown, just outside of Listowel. And yeah, curling was always like a big part of our family too. Like I always grew up, as long as I can remember, we'd be at my grandparents watching the Scotties or the Briar and making ice cream floats. And <laughs> that was just kind of like our tradition. So my grandparents had curled and my parents had curled. So it had mm -hmm. been in the family. And how far is that from Toronto for people like from Alberta watching? <laughs> Uh, it's two hours west of Toronto. And Lauren, yourself? Um, I just grew up in Kleinberg, so, um, and then Google started Southern. in, yeah, yeah, McMichael, and mm -hmm. yeah, so Nobleton is just a little bit north of that, sure. and 
yeah. which is just a little northwest of, uh, of Toronto for those people watching mm -hmm. elsewhere. Yes. Um, and Shane, you grew up on a farm? Yep. You did. So, so I have to ask you some questions about that because <laughs> okay. uh, there's very few of us that grow up on farms these days, especially with the farmland, as we know, is becoming scarcer and scarcer in this country. So maybe take us through some of the uh, interesting items or interesting aspects of living on a farm for you as a kid. Well, for me, it's the best place in the world to grow up on. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a 100-acre farm where we had uh, beef cattle and grew corn. So we had a big bush out back too. So one of my best memories is going out into the pond and skating every winter. Wow. Um, it was like the last couple of years we were there. We moved away when I was 10. So I never really got to do a whole lot of work. Mm -hmm. Well, I always said I was too young to work. My brother did a lot of work, but right. <laughs> uh, that was my excuse anyways. Right. But yeah, getting out in the pond in the wintertime was always something that we looked forward to or just hanging out in the bush or the back fields. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. Um, um, so Shane, you spent time on a farm. Now at a certain point in your life, uh, Lauren, you ended up in Newfoundland mm -hmm. and you were there for years. Maybe take us through what took you to Newfoundland mm -hmm. and the experience you had up there. Okay. Um, it was kind of a connection through curling as well. Um, I had met like through university. So I moved out there after university, after I graduated. And um, I had met a few of the people who curled um, from Memorial University out there and lived in Newfoundland. And then an opportunity came up where I was able to move out there and got connected with the girls out there and was able to get on a team right away um, mm. as well. So I joined up with Stacy Devereaux, who is Stacy Curtis now. Okay. Um, and yeah, we had a really great year and ended up winning, going to the Scotties. So yeah, that was, that was a great experience. So you yeah. went to the Scotties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a perfect segue because mm -hmm. not too many people go to the Scotties. Yeah. Probably less people than live on farms. Yeah. So <laughs> give us an idea of the Scotties. What's it like to be actually in the Scotties as a, as a member of a team? Well, it's uh, very cool. Very, uh, yeah, just um, I, I don't really know where to start. but. <laughs> Um, we had one lady on our team who had been, she was a little bit older than the rest of us, so, mm -hmm. and one of the other girls had been to a few Scotties as well, but there was two of us that it was our very first time, and so leading up to it, they were kind of telling us like what to expect, trying to prep us a little bit, um, but I think every Scotties is different, so every experience mm -hmm. is different, um, but still it was... It was just like so great. Just what like there's all the social events where all mm -hmm. the sponsors come and they do all these amazing like um, dinners and socials and you just get to meet all the other teams and right. everything and um, then you get your jewelry. So that was very special oh, as okay. well. The dinner, <laughs> the big banquet, and they call everyone up and you receive your pendant for the first time. So mm -hmm. that's Ooh. very cool. Yeah. And I think, I think it was that one um, that like Colleen Jones was there too. Okay. And she had got, she filled her necklace. She had, you get a bracelet after that. So she had filled that and she was going on to her second bracelet or something. Oh. So that was, that was pretty amazing right. to be there right. to see that. Um, but that, then yeah. You probably, that was probably the most people you were playing in front of. Yes, yes. So yeah, I was, was going was to that, say then actually going like? into the arena yeah. um, was like, I, I always just remember that I found my depth perception was off. And I think mm -hmm. that's just because the space around was, yeah, just so big and so mm -hmm. many people. 
and um, the noise, like the, I guess the sound of the rock on the ice was different as well. So that all took some adjusting and like sure. took time to get used to that. Mm -hmm. But then um, that Scotty's was in Kingston. So it was almost oh. like it was, I was coming home to Ontario. Right. So I had a lot of people that I knew in the stands and like sure. my family was able to come watch. So it was very special. It was, sure. yeah, it was. So you were performing, uh, playing for Team Newfoundland. Yes, yeah. So you were in Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's that was pretty, nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Shane, do you remember the first time you sort of stepped on the ice with a bunch of people there in the stands and, and in the building? Yeah, it was probably the Smith Falls Tankard. Uh, I think it was 2013. I could be wrong, might have to fact check that one. But <laughs> yeah, um, it was, I played with Craig Van Armour and uh, Scott Brandon and Matt Mapletoff at the time. And we were like, well, now you look at curling and three quarters of the teams are around 20 years old or so, it seems like in Ontario. Right. But at that time, like we were the young team and everybody else was quite a bit older than us so mm -hmm. we got kind of the fan support that way a little bit too just right. being the young guys so yeah yeah it was pretty cool having having a full full arena full of people right right okay so so you're curling quite a bit you're starting to move up the ladder um now as a couple so right now you curl as a couple but you also are a couple off the ice so take us back yeah. to when you met the the two of you, uh, wh where did that happen? Um, so that happened um, about like 12 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, there used to be a spiel run by the TCA, a junior spiel, where the, tr the prize was a trip to Switzerland. And okay. I think they've just brought it back for this year, actually. That's the um, Toronto Curling Association. Yeah, to yes, yes. Okay. And um, so it was 2008 was the year of the event and both our teams ended up winning. So okay. we got to go on a 10 day trip to Switzerland wow, together. Very nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's when we first like officially met. Okay. And then um, when we got back, we were both at different schools and just kind of went our own way. Mm -hmm. And then I guess after I moved home from Newfoundland, we realized we were living in the same area, met up again, and I had started curling at Unionville as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we just started. Yeah, just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it seven years after we met? We yeah. reconnected? Yeah. So. yeah. And Stephanie may have been involved in that. Yeah, so she has things. been curling at Unionville as well. And right. just, yeah, Shane was there. And yeah, just the mutual connection like right. that as well. Yeah. yeah. So now, uh, so now you're primarily curling mixed doubles. And so take us through um, maybe the benefits and the challenges to curling together as a couple. You're a two person team, a male and a female and you're a couple on the ice and off the ice so when you're on the ice as a team what are some of the, the pros and what are some of the challenges maybe that you face well i'd say some of the pros like it, i always kind of thought like with us being a couple looking at other teams that are couples it would be difficult to play together because you don't kind of see the little little nuances that you would pick up with your partner that you just see from day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. um, so like if things aren't going well you can kind of pick up on that a little bit earlier than maybe other teams would mm -hmm. or uh, even just if things are going well you just know how to really help pick up your partner and keep keep the motivation going mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, sh <laughs> now, Shane, in our research notes you had said 
how it's different curling with mixed or women or something than an all men's team. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, the communication is definitely different as well. Because um, I find my role on a men's team primarily is to try to like joke around and like if somebody misses a shot, you kind of take a jab at each other. Like that's just kind of sure. how we would get along. And right. that's the majority of my teams I've played with has always been that way. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to mixed doubles, I found out pretty quickly that that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not a great way to communicate. Well, no jabs, right? No. So, uh, so yeah, that took, took a little bit of time to just, just work on the, the right communication between each other. Right. Also, like to know about your first time, your date, and something about universities. Oh, oh. first date. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Lauren went to Brock, and then I went to Laurier. Um, those two teams met each other a lot in the OUA well, playoffs. Yeah. So we had had um, Brock women and Laurier women had been in the final of the CIS, so University Nationals. Mm. Um, for I guess like two years in a row and we ended up losing two years in a row. So yeah. two silver medals to Laurier. Mm. That, yeah, um, and then on our first date I was wearing my Laurier jacket. <laughs> right. I'm surprised I got a second one. Yeah. But. <laughs> there you go. It was meant to be obviously. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, again, sticking with curling because <clears throat> mixed doubles is quite a different game from traditional curling where you, where you started, where most people started. Um, so if you look at the two types of curling, mixed doubles and traditional curling, I mean, what do you, what would you prefer uh, right now if you had a choice of one or the other? Mm, Lauren, I, I like, I like doubles just because it's a little bit faster, okay. um, keeps you like on your toes all the time, mm -hmm. but you also get to play like the fun shots. You get to do like, you're doing run doubles and all these like just shots you wouldn't normally play on a men's or women's team like right. as frequently I guess sure. mm -hmm. and yeah it's fun to just like kind of see it line it all up and then mm -hmm. execute afterwards yeah I I really like mixed doubles um, for some similar reasons like yeah this the speed of the play mainly um, having input on every shot like direct input because I know four person if you're playing front end you you have a little bit of input, but for the majority of the time, you're just accepting what the back end is calling. Right. Um, whereas in doubles, like it's your direct input. Because for me, throwing the middle three, like I need to be confident with that. So I'm like, we're basically calling our own shots the whole time. Right. right. And there's a little bit of oh, did you see this? Did you see that? But especially when you're playing on time clocks, there's not a whole lot mm -hmm. of time to think. So it's right. it's usually your first gut gut reaction is the best yeah. shot. I have found too that um, doubles has helped with with four-person curling too because it kind of makes you just show up and you have to figure out how to curl and how to throw the rock and kind of do that with a little bit like there's just less people in doubles to give right. you the information so it does just help you kind of get into your good like I don't know flow flow yeah flow. more quicker right. more sure, quickly yeah. i guess and you've mentioned you too traditional curling what's your favorite uh what's your favorite positions for me it's vice yeah mine too yeah <laughs> still get a little bit of sweeping but you get to also call some line and right and uh i find vice has a lot of like big shots where you can set things up really well for your skip or there's still mm -hmm. the pressure there that if you don't make your shots right the skips in a lot of trouble you're still very involved in the game too. yeah mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. How about preferred shot, hit or a draw? Shane? For me, that has actually changed this year. Oh, it has. So 
<laughs> I would always say hit, but I, this year I, I would rather throw a draw. Oh, interesting. Are you I missing was... more hits? Is that why? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's because I'm missing more. It's just that I've just become more confident as a draw. Okay. A drawer. With some mixed doubles, probably. Yeah, a bit of mixed doubles and even just like, because I skip on, uh, I used to skip two nights for like uh, mixed and men's, but I was playing vice this year for uh, mixed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just playing skip there a little bit too, I think just is helping with the draw confidence. Sure. Mm -hmm. And actually I'm the same because I used to love hits. I used to love playing like second and vice. Right. But this year my favorite shot is the draw shot as well. And I think that mm -hmm. is from doubles. Just I throw first and fifth. So sure. that first shot is always a draw and just, right. yeah. It's, uh, now, Lauren, you're left-handed. Yes. So is that an advantage, disadvantage, or how does, is, that, is there any difference? Um, like, people say that there is, but I don't really think, <laughs> I, I don't think there is. I no. guess I have, um, like, my intern might curl a little bit more than a righty's <laughs> outturn, but we use that to our advantage sometimes, but it's not, it's nothing huge, sure. I don't yeah. think. But. Right. If anything, with us being opposite-handed, it's just there's a little bit more noticeable difference in some like lines based on our turns, because mm -hmm. I I would tend to kind of get my intern line a little bit, so I would, mm -hmm. would need a bit more ice than what Lauren's and right. out turn would be sure. for that same right. spot. Mm -hmm. So let's explore a little bit of off ice uh, items. So uh, you're competing at a very high level now. Uh, you won the provincials. You went to the nationals. Uh, so there's a lot of events. Um, what about uh, managing or balancing work with curling? Um, is it difficult, for example, to get time off work from your employer when you've got competitions to go to? So, uh, Laura, maybe you can give me your perspective from your employment situation. Mm -hmm. um, so my work this year was great. Um, I just kind of managed my own vacation time and okay. whatever I needed off. I was able to take. You're um, working at a retirement? Yes, I'm at a retirement, retirement. community, yeah. Okay. And uh, when I actually got hired there, I made sure that they knew right away that I was a competitive curler, would need sure. time off, and yeah. their response was, well, I'm sure the seniors would enjoy having someone to cheer for. Ah, there so, we go. yes, nice. and we do have quite a few residents that every time I would be saying, well, I'm not here on Friday or something, then they would make sure to make, have, make a point to come and see me and either wish sure. us luck or just ask where we were going, if they could follow along. Right. And I had a few that would pull up the live stream and they okay. watched and right. even the live scores, they were following along. Oh, wow. So nice. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Shane, how about you? Uh, so I've been working at the same company for the last eight years now. It's a mapping software and data company mm -hmm. called Lightbox. And uh, we've been, they've been a great delivery sponsor first off for our, our team. But they're also, um, like, I've been progressively getting more and more into competitive curling as I've been right. working there. So sure. um, they've been great for letting me get some time off. Okay. Um, since the pandemic started, we've been working remotely full time anyways. Right. So on, when we do go on to spiels, if it's for more than just like a Friday, so say we go, have to leave on a Wednesday, mm -hmm. I'll take my computer with, with me and I'll work for a couple of days sure. or a few hours here or there between games if I can. Good, good. Um, and I guess another part of it too is when you get to the competitive levels that you're at, um, you, you have the need for sponsors. 
So, because uh, I think everybody does, you can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe take us through uh, the whole sponsorship situation and how you approached it and how it worked for you. Okay, um, so we did that. We have a little like sponsorship package that we go through and we just say like kind of who we are, what our goals are, and then um, what people would get for sponsoring us. Mm -hmm. So like more of a partnership, I guess. And then we start off by yeah, approaching people that we know or people within our community. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we were very lucky and fortunate to have support from a few of the community businesses right off the bat and then as well as friends and family. So right. yeah, we appreciate all of that very much. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, it's, uh, it, takes a, it takes a village as yes. they say, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not just one or two people. So. Mm -hmm. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's how much, sorry. How much, how much is it for you to compare to curl through the season, roughly? On average, to do a fairly competitive season just for mixed doubles and one out of province event would be about 10 grand, wow. roughly. So, right. And there's not a ton of money in mixed doubles, so even if you do well, unless you're winning the tier one like slam level events, mm -hmm. there's, you're not, you don't do it for money. <laughs> right. Right. You're not getting much money in, yeah. mm -hmm. you're spending money. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. right. But you're doing it for the love of sport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're so competitive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. What do you do in your off season? You curl from August or September to April-ish. Mm -hmm. What do you do in your off season? Um, we spend a lot of time at the cottage. I always say there's only two seasons. There's curling season and cottage Not season. season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we either, like next weekend, we're heading up there and yeah, we'll be up there pretty much every weekend that we don't have something going on and mm -hmm. it's just very nice to get away and right. yeah, spend time outside right. and we do a lot of kayaking up there and okay. yeah, canoeing. Mm -hmm. So is it swimming, kayaking, or is it uh, tubing, is it, what is it? Oh, there's no powered boats or anything, so it's uh, all man-powered. Uh, it's man-powered, okay. Mm -hmm. so yeah, we head up the South River and do some like one or two day kayak trips uh, mm -hmm. if we can so planning on doing that this summer a couple of times mm -hmm. right so keeps you in shape as well as your mm -hmm. outdoors enjoying the outdoors mm -hmm. trying to mm -hmm. there's always lots of work to be doing up there too yeah <laughs> storms yeah. knocking trees down and everything so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and then around uh around home we do a lot of gardening in the summer so vegetable gardening mm -hmm. okay so what, what kind of vegetables shane yeah. do you like uh, primarily tomatoes but i do everything like last year we had cucumbers and peppers and um, onions, garlic, nice. yeah. yeah, lettuce, kale, spinach. We had a lot oh, going on. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower. There's a farmer's son right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we even had like some beans and corn and yeah. we had a lot of potatoes. We had a lot of stuff going last year. Yeah. Wow. Right. Is, there, is there a couple of secrets that you can tell people about having a successful vegetable garden? Work from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you always hear that. <laughs> then you can tend to it like, yeah. A little, so all my breaks during the summertime, I'll just go outside and right. pick away at things here and there. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I think it's time for rapid fire. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. I have a question right here. Hey, Shane, country yep. music or rock music? Country. Lauren? Country. Country. <laughs> well, you never know, right? <laughs> um, cake or pie? Cake. 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 Okay, Lauren first. Say a word in Spanish. Ooh. Oh my god. I don't know. 
Okay, Shane, word in Spanish? Te quiero con todo mi corazón. Ooh, it's a word in That's a whole sentence. <laughs> what does that mean? I think it means I love you with all my heart. Oh, oh. thanks, Shane. That's what I You can say gracias. Yeah, oh, there you go. Gracias. Yeah. Uh, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Vanilla. Oh, there we go. Good deviation. Uh, jalapeno peppers or red peppers? Red. Red peppers. Mm -hmm. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. Dogs. Uh, have you ever worn socks with sandals? Every day. Yes. Every day? <laughs> you know that's fashion faux pas, apparently. Yeah. It's comfortable though. <laughs> uh, what is your hidden talent? Hidden talent? Playing the piano? Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> oh. You both play piano? Yeah. yeah. Really? So yeah. you got those four hands people? Or? Yeah. Never tried that. No. You have a piano at home? Yeah, like a keyboard. Like a keyboard, yes. yeah. yeah. And what do you play? Grew up just like learning the classical music for the uh, Royal Conservatory of Music. So, never really did a whole lot outside of that, but... What, did you do classes or...? Yeah, I took grade 8. Grade 8? I think I did grade 9. I was to grade 7. Wow. Mm -hmm. You guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, coffee or tea? Coffee. I bet you nobody's at Club Nose because we're that good piano teams. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. no, now it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh. Backstreet Boys or Spice Girls or something, something like that. Yeah. Have you ever sung a duet before? No. 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 We're not going to make you sing. We're not, we're not big karaoke people. Yeah. You're not big karaoke. <laughs> no. Okay, so that's rapid fire. That's right? rapid that fire. Great. Excellent. Cool. Good job. Good job. So, once again, thank you, Shane and Lauren, for joining us for this episode of Life Stories Market. It's been very enlightening. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks and, for having us. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. That's and. And to our audience, we just want to let you know that if you have an idea for a guest that has an interesting story, just like Shane and Lawrence, then please contact us at ideas at lifestoriesmarkham.ca. If you would like to sponsor uh, the uh, Life Stories Markham uh, channel, then please get in touch with us at info at lifestoriesmarkham.ca. And whether you're listening to the podcast or watching it on YouTube, we would ask you to please subscribe to our channel as that will ensure you do not miss an episode of any of the um, uh, podcast episodes that are out there. So this program uh, has been produced by the inimitable Nilesh Hathi as part of Nilesh Hathi Media. And you can reach Nilesh directly at nilashathi at gmail.com. We have lots of information about the channel, including all the different episodes that are available on our website, which is Life Stories Markham. Once again, thanks to our special guests, and we'll see you all next time. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's cool. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs>